it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire football podcast. Um, got Matt, myself, Jeremy, MWR.com. Matt, this is a podcast that may not necessarily be about Mountain West sports or football, but a little bit, right? Maybe. There's some news that's been going on. Um, what's What do we got here? Let me give the timestamp of the date. It is June 30th, about 5, 5.30 Pacific time. Not a preview, Matt. We're discussing um, just a big atomic bomb dropped on college football, which sucks in my opinion. Yeah, we're, we're always we're always ready for conference realignment talk, aren't we? It's not off-season until it happens, and it's finally here. That's true. So, if you haven't heard the news, we've wait, – wait, wait till the end of the day because it's actually official – Earlier on um, Thursday, that's Friday, Thursday, John Wilner, who is literally the best reporter on the Pac-12 out there. So when he says, hey, USC, UCLA, eh, probably going to the Big Ten, people are like, what? <laughs> when you saw that, what was your first thought when that came up? I I mean, I knew that, that John Wilner is definitely like a, a reliable source as far as like West Coast football is concerned. And so I'll, you know, I'll echo what, what Stephen Godfrey and Alex Kirshner said on the Split Zone Duo or emergency podcast that they had, which, by the way, if you're not a Patreon member for Split Zone Duo, I would highly recommend Go it. Do it. I listened because to the they, first... they said the yeah. same thing that, you know, that he and John Canzano, formerly like the Oregonian, mm-hmm. tend to be like the two guys on the West Coast where like when when something is rumored to happen and they're the ones telling you about it, that you can usually take that to the bank. And so it definitely came as something of a shock because, you know, on its face, logistically, it doesn't make a lot of sense that uh, two teams from Southern California would play in the same conference with teams from Maryland and New Jersey. And then in other words, you know, so there was the, jo- uh, the joke that Matt Brown of the extra yes. points <laughs> newsletter put out there <laughs> the saying that uh, the, the distance from, from UCLA to Rutgers is roughly the same distance as Rutgers to Iceland. Yeah. to give you a sense of how strange it looks on its face. But, you know, I don't think it's any secret the reason why everybody's that this, that this move is being made. It's money, same as everything else. Nine-figure um, deal reported what they'll do, 100 million plus per school per year. Yeah, so, you know, we're recording this. It's 527 Pacific time, 627 Mountain time. 
it just became official about 15, 20 minutes ago. Yeah, within the past hour of recording. And so now, um, you know, as a result of that, now you're seeing things like, you know, Apple, which recently secured a fat exclusive deal with Major League Soccer, has apparently decided to circle back around to the Big Ten and be like, okay, let's keep talking. Because you know what this about what we might be able to do. Yeah, what this would could do. I'm glad you brought it up because there's a million things, and we're gonna try to keep Mountain West centric mostly. But that makes sense because I, I don't remember I was talking with either on my radio show I work on or some chatting with somebody that the uh, Thursday night Friday because Pac-12 Network's going away. It always was. Next deal is gonna be streaming and and host mostly like their Olympic sports and maybe not even women's basketball or lower level men's basketball. It might just be only Olympic sports and. So baseball is your swimming, soccer, those stuff. Basketball, football beyond whatever network Fox, I'm assuming mm-hmm. ESPN. But this would make a deal where we got you can't if you have a league that's that big, because it's 16 teams, that's what's gonna be, potentially for more, so we'll get that later. But if you have that many teams, there's only so many ways to watch your games. There's only so many hours in the day to put it on. Cause I'm assuming well, I can't assume SEC's going all ESPN. Big Ten might go all Fox, essentially, for their Big main right, so mm-hmm. there's like the tweet. Well, we got the Fox conference and the ESPN conference. That's what we got. That's that's true. But with those games where the Thursday night games that are on not even Big Ten Network, but the Big Ten Plus or Overflow Channel, those could theoretically go to Amazon Prime or Apple TV or somebody some streaming that will pay probably overpay for a game that's like what's a weird what's a weird what's a weird weird Big Ten game? Uh, Illinois Rutgers. You know what I mean? Like who's gonna pay to watch that Thursday night football game? Well, Amazon would because it's a Big Ten. And so with so many games like that, like you only have so many time slots. You aren't going to put games 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday night or Thursday night. It's like maybe 6 Eastern, maybe. But that all comes back to money, and that's why they're they're essentially doing this. And there's a million ways to look at this, but there's always been a rumbling, Matt, like, oh, USC and Texas, most of them, they can go on their own and do it. It's fine. Well, they're not going on their own, but they're going to the Big Ten, and – Pack this like literally UC, USC basically started this like that's what I've been reading from somebody from LA Times like yeah USC started these conversations and to keep it so quiet and to be official and to have a date with literally within what eight hours because I think this broke about ten Pacific eleven Pacific and we're sitting here yeah. at five thirty within a less than a full work day it's gone from UCLA USC UCLA looks like they're going to the Big Ten to Tweet official tweets and Pac-12 response and a year date. Pac- Oklahoma and Texas don't even have that. They don't know what's going on in the SEC, and they're still waiting to figure yeah. out how many years they'll be hanging out in uh, with a weird zombie yeah. Big Twelve. So yeah, so to put this in context, you know, I think it would, the, the LA Times article it might be the same one that you're referring to from from Jay Brady McCullough, Bill Plaschke, and Ryan Karchi. Maybe I saw a tweet about it, so who knows? There's one thing that came out is that the Pac-12 in the 2021 fiscal year distributed $344 million among its schools, which seems pretty solid, right? No, it's not compared to the other ones. Not close. Uh, the Big Ten dished out $680 million. And, oh, by the way, they're also negotiating their next media rights deal. So people have been putting out there that, like, right now, you know, even the likes of, of Rutgers and Vanderbilt are making close to $80 million in the, in the SEC and the Big Ten, respectively. Um, you know, there's, I guess, the expectations that the Big Ten could fetch a billion-dollar deal. $100 million, uh, more than their, that. In the next media. One and a half billion, because if, if it's $100 million per school per year and you have 16 teams, $1.6 billion, buddy. So, you know, there, there's, uh, there's chase in the bag, and then there's chase in the bag. 
which is exactly what UCLA and USC are doing. So to, to, to turn this, I think, maybe a little more specifically to the Mountain West, I don't think you really have to look any further than the statement that the Pac-12 just put out about 10 minutes ago now. I've not read it. I have it here. Let's see. Well, I'll read it. So have you read it? No, so I'll, I'll read it out loud in case in case people want to be able to refer to it later or don't want to look for it on social media later. Go for well, it. we were extremely surprised and disappointed by the news coming out of UCLA and USC today. We have a long and storied history in athletics, academics, and leadership in supporting student athletes that were confident will continue to thrive and grow into the future. Hold on, stop. The Pac-12 is home to many oh, no, sorry. of the world's no, go best ahead, universities, athletic programs, and alumni, representing one of the most dynamic regions in the United States. We have long been known as the Conference of Champions, and we're unwavering in our commitment to extend that title. Mm-hmm. We will continue to develop new and innovative programs that directly benefit our member institutions, and we look forward to partnering with current and pause for emphasis, <laughs> potential members to pioneer the future of college athletics together. Shall we note this is not signed by anybody from the conference? It is not signed by anybody from the conference. It doesn't actually signify anything. You know who wrote this? It sounds but like it, but it, Larry Scott. It sounds like something Larry Scott, Larry Scott would write because he'd always say, we got volleyball championships, swimming championships, soccer, baseball. He would always tout that, which is not a bad thing, but your main goal is to get money for football and basketball. Who cares how many badminton titles you have or Stanford crew rowing titles or what's it, the Sears Cup? Is that what it's called? The non-revenue Olympic uh, trophy teams get? Yeah, I think so. I'm like, those are great. And I'm not saying they're not great, but they don't bring in any money. And that sounds like something Larry Scott would have written. Yeah, but but it leaves open the question of, okay, we know this has happened. And there's a lot of conjecture about what might happen next. So I think the purpose of this podcast is to try to forecast, okay, what now? What happens now for the Mountain West? Here's one thing we do know before we get into that. Brett McMurphy of Action Sports Network notes, Big 12, there's going to be a fight between the Big 12 and Pac-12, it seems like. Big 12 is mm-hmm. rep- reportedly looking at Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado to get to 16 once OU and Texas leave. That makes sense. You'd have Utah and BYU right next to each other. Arizona, Colorado's already been in the Big Eight, Big Twelve before. So in Arizona, Arizona State were years before in the whack with Utah and BYU. So there's actually some shared history between all those schools. So that would make sense. But it comes down to when the Mountain West thing in a second. But what brand would you rather have? Or is the Big Twelve big enough to take Big Twelve school? Or the Pac Twelve big enough name to take Big Twelve? Or is it the other way around? Because there is always the thing about the Big Twelve. We got to keep the name. The name's worth something, even when these teams leave. What's more valuable? That's a really good question. That's a really good question because, you know, how do you answer it when you remove some, you know, the biggest brands on both sides? You know, and and that gets into to other things which are Big Mountain West 12 Conference podcast. But, you know, there's <laughs> there's a lot of talk for instance that uh for example, Oregon and Washington are they're within the Pac-12 as it will exist in 2024. Those are the two biggest names left. So what did they excuse me? You know, are they are they going to hold together or are they going to you know chase the best deal for their particular institution? Do not disrespect 2022 Utah Rose Bowl participant. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, same same thing with the new with the two Northern California schools, Cal and Stanford. You know, what do they choose to do? Because they're you know, they're definitely more you know academically rigorous than most of the rest of the current Pac-12. And you know, they might have different priorities in the long run than 
you know, some of the other member schools as it, it occurs. So there's a lot of wiggle room in sort of how they might respond collectively versus how they might respond individually. And at least right now, trying to project two years, three years in the future, they seem like they might be kind of on even ground right now, right? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like the brand, if you look at the actual name without knowing who's in the conference, it's Pac-12. It's not close. I think that's the case, right? Well, they've been around for longer too. That's the other thing. That's part of it. Big Twelve was Big Eight, and all the Big Eight schools are gone: Nebraska, Colorado, Oklahoma. Like those teams, Missouri, they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess you have what Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, whatever. Those schools are still around that were in the Big Eight, but name wise themselves, it's a Pac-12. But if you look, here's the funny thing too: in my radio show, we've been talking a bunch with BYU, Big Twelve, all that type of stuff because they're going to Big Twelve in 2023. They are the only team, if you look at both conferences now, because they're going to be a joint hip for the moment because they're more, like you said, more equal footed. Their national champion, 1984, is the most recent of any team of either conference. Like TCU has one in the 50s, like with Sammy Bond stuff. Stanford, no, mm-hmm. Oregon went to the title game versus Auburn, but that's that's it. They uh, Oregon did not win. Am I correct on that? I don't want to get that completely wrong. Oregon has They not, did not win. Okay. Well, and Washington went to the college football playoff as well. Correct, yeah. And Washington, I guess, did they, whatever they, 1990, somewhere around there, maybe they have one, I'll double check, but. They uh, split championship in uh, 91, if I remember correctly. Yeah, someone in Colorado had a similar type of deal. If you want to include the buffs in there too. 1990. When they're in the Big 12. Well, I think it's Washington-Colorado split, right? Was that, was that the year, I believe? Uh, no, I thought it was Washington and Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't Mi- have it in front of me, so don't quote me on that. Michigan, Nebraska, I know that for sure. But regardless, that's 30-plus years. USC hasn't won a title since Matt Lyon was, was there in the year before the year before they lost to Texas. So it's mm-hmm. been, like I think, 04 or 03, one of those years when they went to Orange Bowl and just curb-stomped Oklahoma. So I don't know what they're going to do, but with the Mountain West, let me play this real quick because this is from Pete Thamel earlier. I'll play this for us. I can actually do this now. It's kind of what your thought on the tweet, and you'll get to your tweet as well. Basically, nobody's climbing up. It's mostly like a, what do you want to say, shuffling the chairs? And uh, Mm -hmm. here we go. We're not looking at a breakaway in college athletics. We're looking at a pull up. And these two leagues are now officially racing each other to be ahead in college athletics. And the other three so-called Power Five leagues are eons behind the the best properties not named notre dame uh have been taken off the board essentially by the big 10 and the sec within a calendar year uh we are in a time of seismic and transformative change and it's only going to continue leagues other schools are going to be scurrying to join the other side today is the day the moat was cut and the sides are as distinct as ever the sec and the big 10 are ahead and everyone else not named Notre Dame is behind. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that's kind of what your tweet was about the Mountain West, about nobody's really going up. It's kind of like, oh, let's uh, let's reshuffle who's high up and who's low up or whatever, like in your respective uh, tiers within college football. I mean, I mean, it, it's fun to wish cast and, and I don't begrudge anybody for doing it. But at the same time, you know, you have to remember that this is about money first and foremost. It's and always, you know, the, the you know, the like, you know, the you know, these teams that are getting pulled up, they're going to pull the ladder up behind them once everything is all said and done. And so it's, 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 a, titan- it's a pie. It, it's a titanic. The way, that I, the way that I described it in the tweet that I put out there, it's like there's the financial pie that they're not going to split any more than is absolutely necessary. And, you know, rather than, you know, let's say, for example, six teams from the Mountain West getting pulled to the Pac-12 or something like that, I don't think that that's likely. Mm-mm. Because I think what is more likely to happen is that, you know, as we just talked about between the Pac-12 and the Big 12, that one of them is probably going to eat the other. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens to the leftovers at that point? I think that's where the Mountain West probably comes in. I, here's a couple options that could... I think the Mountain West is pretty safe. We have a bunch of questions, so maybe we'll do another show on this later. But a couple of things. Looking around... I don't... I don't, here's what we do know. Like what we've already mentioned, kind of Big Ten already happened, USC, UCLA. They're reportedly not done. And then also the Big 12 wants to go after some Pac-12 schools. That's what we know. Then the Pac-12 statement, which you pointed out, mentioned p- potential more uh, more teams. Could they stay at 10 and be and do what they are? If they could keep 10, but Oregon and Washington seem to be the next team down. And also, I'm going to show you to our buddy Matt Zemek on from Trojans, where I mentioned Utah winning the Pac-12 and going to the Rose Bowl helps them out a bit to maybe – not actually a Big Ten invite, but be in better position than, say, Arizona or Stanford, who's been yes. losing recently. So that recent success of them, for me, I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool for Utah guy. That'd be awesome if they can stay at the right. If, a couple scenarios, if they stay at 10, which seems least likely, I think they could stay at 10 and be and not even add teams and just get whatever they can get. Mm-hmm. That might be the case. That's an option. Another option is, which I saw, is uh, like if they're going to take from the Mountain West – who would they take? Because our buddy Pete Futek as well on my radio show, College Football News, everybody should know him. He does a great job. He mentioned UNLV, just because of where it's at, and that's kind of, okay, whatever, and San Diego State. No mention of Boise State, no mention of Colorado State, because it's still markets and money, and if if the Big 12, or excuse me, Pac-12 wants money, those, I guess UNLV, growing market, could make sense. San Diego State, new stadium, they want to be a big conference, they've been performing well on the field. If they want just a couple teams and get to 12, that's kind of his thought, but I think if you're looking at options, if Pac-12 is going to take them out in the West, and they can't be picky. They can't say, oh, your academics are not up to par. You're screwed. You have to take what you can get. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they want to stay in California and get like Fresno and San Diego State. If you want quality teams, Fresno, San Diego State, Boise State, 
and then maybe Colorado State because they're similar to San Diego State with the commitment to football. Those would be the four teams most likely to either conference, honestly, Big 12 or Pac-12. Those would be the top four, I think. I'm not sure about Utah State, but I think those four would be the most attractive. I know the Air Force is always mixed in there, but they're kind of hard to speculate what they would be doing. So I know that our purview is mostly with the on-field product, right? Yeah. Which which makes a lot of sense because, you know, that's what people tune in on TV for. But, you know, in, in the case of the Pac-12 in particular, and I'm pretty sure this would be true of the Big 12 as, as well, the off-field stuff matters too. The institutional stuff matters too. And that's where I think, you know, one, it seems like nobody has been talking about it, at least at least as far as the conversation that I've seen on, on social media. But two, I think that that, dicho- that dichotomy puts some teams that you just mentioned in a much better position than others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the one team that that, or the one school, let's put it that way, because we're talking about schools rather than just like teams. Yeah. The one team that I think is the primary beneficiary of that is San Diego State. Because in addition to all the things that you just mentioned, I went back and I tried to do as much digging as time would allow to sort of measure how the how the university stacks up, you know, not only against like other teams that went, you know, that that elevated to power five conferences. And I think Utah is maybe the the, the best example of that. But you know, just try to see where they measured up, you know, not only relative to the rest of the Mountain West right now, but how they measured up against some of those teams in the Pac-12 right now. So I went back and I found an article that Chris Murray wrote for Nevada Sportsnet back in September of last year, where it was basically a ranking of each of the Mountain West schools, according to the U.S. News and World Report. And among the 12 teams in the conference, San Diego State was number one. They were 148th uh, among national universities. So I went back and I looked at where Utah and, and Colorado Boulder ranked by contrast. and Oddly enough, those two universities were tied, which I thought was sort of interesting. They were 99th in the most recent, you know, U.S. News and World Report. And, you know, that kind of thing matters to the Pac-12. You know, I think another but thing now that they can't, I can't remember all the details. They can't they can't use that as much anymore because I get I get what they're standing for in like AAU schools for Big Ten. But if they want to survive football conference, they need to be a little more lenient in that. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I think, you know, in addition to that, you know, there's also the the reality that like, you know, the, the institutions have to offer something beyond, like they have to offer products that are valuable in terms of like research and development and, you know, being like a, a, a university that faces in different directions. So like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look up exactly what it was that Utah brought to the table when they entered the, the pack. 12 what was it about a decade ago now they brought the table because texas oklahoma fell through and they were like hey we can get them that's literally what it was they're they're not well, i thought it was they're kind of lucky to have like they had like you know doctorate degrees they had like yeah, a, yeah. their medical stuff is pretty good their postgraduate type of stuff is actually quite good up here at the hospital and everything that's a pretty big deal medical research but if we're talking about why they go to the conference for sports they were backup plan they were a legitimate black backup plan utah is kind of lucky they're where they're at right now yeah so so with that in mind you know i also found another article from paul paul browning for the desert news that stated back to, to august of 2015 and you know it was putting utah sort of in conversation with with other teams or other schools in the region so what he mentioned in this again this was seven years ago 
what from from this person's purview the two western schools that were most like the pac-12 in institutional profile do you want to take a guess before i actually give you the answer hmm. so western based schools that are basically a pac-12 school in name but not within the conference that are most like pac-12 schools that aren't pac-12 schools are they fbs schools yes they are both Mountain West schools. Oh. oh, Mountain West. So that could include Utah or BYU and all those type of schools back then. TCU as well. Uh, well, it was 2015, so oh, I think okay. all three of those teams. Have oh, moved up oh by then. sorry, I thought you said before. Oh, so of that of those teams, oh geez, Pac-12 style, um, Colorado State is that one of them? That's one. Okay, I'm trying to think. Well, because mostly it's academic type things. Um, Air Force is always good academically, but I'm not sure in the same vein the Pac-12 wants to be in or what they kind of or their big mission. Um, now Boise State, uh, Nevada, New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. Okay. Lobos because to the Pac-12 as you, point, as you pointed out, as you pointed out, you New Mexico has schools of medicine, pharmacy, and law. Somebody put it on Colorado Twitter. State yes. Yeah. Was mentioned as, as having a highly regarded school of veterinary medicine. And he also threw Utah State in that mix too, because one thing that he mentioned, and again, seven years ago. Utah State had twice the research output of the University of Oregon. Interesting. Which I have to imagine means something to those remaining member schools of the Pac-12 because, you know, it, it, but, I, but I think that's also where a school like San Diego State probably stands head and shoulders above everybody else who, you know, yes, they've put together good on-field products, but they don't have the same academic profile. When you compare them to like Boise State in particular, for example, um, I think Boise State's actually dead last because they weren't even ranked mm. in in um, uh, among the other Mountain West schools. Um, you know, I just I went and I looked it up, and I'm, I'm trying to scroll back. Like they're they don't they aren't even given a number ranking. It just says 299 to 391 in national universities. Oh, so that sort of tells you where Boise State still has work to done as far as like an academic or research and a doctorate type university relative to other teams in the conference. So like if I'm the Pac-12 or, or maybe more importantly, if I'm, if I'm whoever the president of San Diego State is, I'm on the phone with the Pac-12 tonight. Yeah. If I this haven't morning. been on the phone with them already. I saw that like, tweet from Wilner. I'm like, hey, where's the number, buddy? Speed dial. Like, hey, what's up? But also it's really interesting seeing, you know, the other teams or the other universities closer to the top of the Mountain West pile as far as academics are concerned. Because we mentioned Colorado State, they're number two behind San Diego State. And then behind them are Hawaii, which um, I'm trying to scroll back through our group DM, but our, our, our Hawaii writer Scott mentioned that the University of Hawaii actually has, you know, a few similar types of academic things going on for them. They have a law school, they have a medical school. In marine biology, Polynesian and cultural and language programs, things like that. And then beyond them, you know, New Mexico's right in the middle of the pack. Wyoming's not too far behind them. And then, you know, Fresno State, Nevada. Uh, I think Air Force was actually neck and neck with Nevada, which was the focus of the article. And then below them, Utah State, UNLV, Boise State, San Jose State. Hmm. So, like, on that front, the picture is maybe not quite clear cut, especially if the conference wants to maintain sort of the same academic standards that um, th that, that that they have had uh, in historically. And so, to your point, I think that you know if they're willing to bend, 
then yeah, I think that that allows for for a school like San Diego State to be in a very good position to move up. I think relative to everybody else in the conference, I think the Aztecs are probably in the catbird seat. I think they probably are in the best position to make a move. Here's an interesting note. We'll get stuck. I'm going through our questions and tweets. So Ross Dellinger of SI said, this about an hour ago to when the vote was happening or when it became official recently at this point in time, in times whatever. But basically multiple schools have already been contacted uh, the Big 10 about joining mo- more from the Pac-12. So I'm assuming Oregon, mm-hmm. Washington, maybe Kansas, the Big 10, the Big 12 go. I don't know. But – here. Well, there was some, but somebody floated the idea of like Kansas to, to go off on a tangent for a moment. But I saw Kansas that. Go for it. Say it, but align with the Big East. Here's a except problem. for football. They mentioned independent football. I'm like, no, Kansas cannot survive at independent football. I saw that. Like, they'd be like, oh, maybe Gonzaga joined the Big East for basketball. It's like the basketball doesn't bring money for that. In Kansas, mm-hmm. the, the one thing I remember, I'll never forget the Andy Katz was with ESPN the last time of realignment back in 2010. The big, well, whatever big, but the, uh, when they're almost a pack 16, I'll use that as a time reference. He basically, people were like, he's like, what about Kansas? And they're like, Andy, Kansas basketball literally brings nothing <laughs> to the table for realignment. And they're national champion teams, top five teams, final four, Bill Self, all these guys winning mm-hmm. games and doing great. It means nothing. So Kansas going independent. Who are they going to get to play? Like, it's, there's going to be, here's the thing, folks. I know we brought up just kind of a, well, look at everything, but there will be some wild stuff out there. I would think if we go to the Mountain West, here's another big question, because this isn't going to be telling my show because I actually am on a time crunch here for a couple of things. Could the Mountain West, let's, if Oregon and Washington are in the Pac 12, that's attractive for the Mountain West team, correct? Would you agree? Yes. If they're not, why would you go to the Pac 12? If those two schools leave, say they go to some Big Ten or somewhere else, why would San Diego State, CSU, or anybody, any other within the Mountain West want to go to that league with Stanford? And that brings me, that, that actually brings me to the one thing that I think is, is the Mountain West's strength in all of this. Which was, you know, and, and it's a strength that I think they garnered from the last round of realignment because we saw where, you know, the Big 12 rated the American for Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF. They brought in BYU from Independence. Yeah. And then in turn, the American went and rated Conference USA for right. six different teams. Right. You know, the Sunbelt picked a couple of teams from Conference USA to Conference USA dipped into the, you know, they, they went and grabbed Mexico State. They went and grabbed... James Madison from the FCS and Sam Houston State. And the Mountain West was able to stand pat. And I think that that in this round of realignment is going to pay, it could pay dividends in the fact that the one thing they have to offer is stability, which may not be like the sexiest thing out there, but, you know, there is already talk that, you know, if the Big Ten is is looking to grab more teams from the West Coast, and then thinking primarily of, of Oregon, Washington, Cal, and Stanford. There's a question you know, in the Pac-12 North. In the Pac-12 North, that leaves two teams out there mm-hmm. that everybody is sort of looking at, and that's Washington State and Oregon State. I got so the uh, no, I got I got the Doctor Evil hands coming toward us. The Mountain West. Those are the two teams most likely. If the Mountain West are going to add, I think it'd be those two. Yeah, because you know if if the Big Ten reaches out and grabs those northern Pac-12 teams that are left, all, all the rest of them. And the Big 12, you know, reaches out to those southwestern teams, like, you know, the two teams in Arizona. 
you know, if, if you're San Diego State or if you're Boise State in that instance, wouldn't you rather stand pat? Or or, and, or talk to the Big 12. Why I'd rather go to the Big 12 than the Pac-12 right now, honestly. Exactly. And but you know, worst case scenario, maybe they're maybe they stay in the Mountain West. But you know, it, again, if we're talking in terms of on-field product, you know, Oregon State's not the flashiest product, but it's not a it's not a net negative. Yeah, we've right? been discussing and them getting had better. moments in the past too. And, and it would make for like perfectly reasonable travel partners for a lot of those teams in the northern part of the Mountain West. You know, your Wyoming's, your Boise's, and, and thereabouts. Like Pull, Pullman and Boise are not that far from each other, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So no. I think if, if you're the Mountain West and you have the opportunity to sort of wait and see how things play out, watch the Pac-12 blow up as, as they are eaten by other, you know, emergent power two conferences or power three conferences so not aggressive but just wait and see what's left over is that your kind of plan i I can see that like i have an article i've written that's kind of based on this i've written a couple today just kind of quick hit stuff about what's going on a couple teams that have to pack 12 ads and there's kevin wade did something pretty good on twitter like hey here's where these teams could go for within the uh pack i think it's pack 12 schools but point being Mm -hmm. you're right stability is huge why go if you don't have to? Like, I get it. Oh, the Pac-12, their money is only for two more years. Big 12 is going to take a hit for money when they lose Oklahoma and Texas. Pac-12 is clearly going to take a hit losing those big two big markets and two schools. So you're right. I think you should – the Mountain West should be not necessarily proactive, but kind of make it to phone calls to see what's your interest level if things fall apart. Because if you wait too long, you're – Oregon State – let's just go to those two schools, Wazoo and Oregon State. They do make the most sense. Just because of where they're at athletically, they're not the best, but they've had some pretty good, well above average teams, like doing quite bowl games, but being pretty good teams. Yeah, yeah. Chat with them. It's like, hey, what's your interest if something goes south? Like, who cares if they're your backup on the Mountain West? That's fine. If Mountain West doesn't need to add teams, add teams. And this college football is going to go in a wild direction. It's more, this is another podcast another day, but I've been saying it for years. And there's one thing ever. I never, ever, ever agree with Clay Travis on anything ever. Like, I don't block people on Twitter, but I blocked him a while ago because he's just wrong at so many levels. He made a point I get it. before he got crazy and doing what he's doing now on Outkick and stuff and his other daily radio show. He mentioned something which makes total sense. And I've said it for all, too. If you were to take the entire, sell the entire college football package as itself, they would make billions upon billions of dollars instead of going conference by conference for selling these games individually, mm-hmm. essentially. And so that's where I think this is going, not necessarily the full 130 plus teams. But there's going to be a time in the future. I don't know if the Mountain West will be involved with it or not. There's going to be maybe divisional playoff rounds, conference, like multiple playoff rounds to get to your title game, essentially, almost like a college basketball tournament in a sense. Because if you have a 20 team league, like quick example, you play 10 Western teams, 10 Eastern teams, you play your nine teams on your division. Then you have maybe a division title game between one and two. And then winner of that plays the other Big Ten East division team. And that's kind of like a playoff, and then you go into it. So these conference champions will play multiple playoff rounds to get there. But his point, but that's what they're kind of doing now. The more teams, the more money. They're finally realizing it. But the problem is, and the big thing, there's nobody in charge of college football to say, hey, let's get this 130 teams. Or, hey, you're a bigger conference. I get it. Maybe you get to keep your conference games an own deal, but any non-conference game is sold as a gigantic group of four games times 130 teams, all these – like maybe do that. That's like a compromise. Take all the non-conference games and somebody in charge of college football. If there was somebody, if there ever is anybody, 
they sell those games to a variety of TV networks and everybody shares that money. But if you're in a conference, your eight games, you can div- sell them yourself because those are more valuable for the most part. So that that's one thing I agree with him years ago about basically pulling the rights together to make one giant deal. And they're finally realizing, and this is also turning into the stupid European soccer league that nobody wanted. And it's there's a million other things to get into, but money is a big factor for this. But the point being, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be some sort these there's these giant leagues which we know how big they're going to get they're not even conferences it's I I don't think that's the right word they should be like leagues a conference doesn't make sense because geographic and whatever all that type of stuff but the airplane thing yeah yeah but you know I'm getting that but the point being there's going to be a way where why don't they just do a rotation of teams like I think I don't know because I have so many thoughts about this because I've been discussing this nonstop for like five plus hours working writing. Talk, doing million, yeah, doing yeah. this. I, I just have all these. I've right now. I have a page of notes about stuff for next month on my radio show working on. But I, it's weird because where's my thought here? You had the teams where remember the pod. They want the not necessarily pods, but oh, we want to play everybody all the time. You're not gonna play everybody all the time if if you have a freaking twenty team league. If it gets there, sixteen can be manageable. Yeah. So they're going back on that. And also the alliance is a garbage. That was never a thing in the first place. Here's. I know I'm all over the place, but we'll kind of finish up on this because we've got to go in about 15 minutes. We'll see how much more we can do. Point being, the bigger the league goes, there's going to be some sort of – wouldn't it be great, Matt, to see a divisional format? Like Utah State plays Alabama this year, conference champ, conference champ. Yeah, we know there's a big difference in who's better and whatnot. But do what the NFL model does. Like, oh, we got these giant leagues together and within college football where I know every year my number six Mountain West team is going to play number – Number six from the ACC or number six from the Sun Belt or my champion's going to play the Big Ten champion this year or my third-place team is going to play third-place team from this conference. Isn't that kind of exciting to know? Almost like there's basketball challenges. So you know your schedule, but it's kind of like we know who we're playing for these non-conference games. Isn't that kind of – wouldn't that kind of get you going a little bit? Like a uh, pretty cool yeah, thing? Yeah, I'm with that. Like that's something that I think could be done down the road with the structure. It's just it t- it'll take college football 50 years to get there. So do we want to try and do a lightning round on some of these questions that we got? We got a ton of questions, by the way. Let me thank you for that. Yeah, let's take the questions. I'll have my final thoughts on what's going to happen to Mountain West, but I know we've answered a bunch of them already. One was interesting. I'll start with this one real quick. Um, I don't have their name. I should, but Whack Football, because they're trying to go up FBS. I don't know what they're yeah, going to do. Yeah, Coach Mummy. Yeah, Coach. We always present great questions. Also, Top Gun, very good. I think like that question as well. Thank you. Keeping it light. But I don't know because you have Utah Tech, you have uh, all these other schools. They want to go FBS. I don't know, but maybe those are a couple teams because Sam Houston's you – no, they're going to Conference USA. But there could be some teams yeah. that might be like a James Madison eventually down the road. So that's a too-soon-to-tell question on that one. But I do like where you're thinking where – get because there's not many teams out west. That's a problem. So you want to take a yeah, question? I think that's that's I think that's another thing that could ultimately work out to the Mountain West's advantage is there's just not a lot of moves to be made out west. Yeah, and that's why standing still could be their best option. And that's where, you know, I think you know the Mountain West could be very selective about the teams that they choose to bring in if they find themselves in that position to, to do so. Because I think, you know, obviously it's it's a pretty far flung conference as is with going from you know Hawaii in the west to New Mexico in the east yeah and sort of all those all those front range schools and so it it would make sense that they are very judicious about you know the moves that they make going forward okay so this question our buddy Aztec Breaktown I'll let you answer this any scenario Mountain West t- improves by taking a Pac 12 or Big 12 school yeah i mean i i, I think and and I and I can I'm sure that there are people who might disagree with this, but I think 
that if the Mountain West finds themselves in a position where they can add Oregon State and Washington State, I think that that would be a net positive. But do you think they will? I think more likely to be a Pac-12 than a Big 12 team coming. I guess I, I guess I read the question a little bit differently. I read it as you know, if they are able to add those two things, does the Mountain West improve? In my opinion, yes. Almost any team would add would make it better, I think. But as of if they're going to, yeah. yeah, maybe I read it incorrectly, or we both well, read that, it differently. That that and uh, that and Oregon State's got a pretty good baseball team too. There you go. Got that going for them. Um, let's go this one from Sean Michael. Michael said, he goes, when looking at the developing super conferences NIL ruling, are we headed toward an inevitable landscape where mid-majors can no longer hope to compete against top 40 programs? Kind of already there, buddy. Um, is putting these schools in a separate division, like 1A or 1AA national champs in all sports likely? Uh, maybe? There's always talk about the breakaway, so I don't know. But there's already, I wouldn't say top 40, but right now there's like eight teams that can win the title every year, if that, if we're being generous with eight, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe six. So I would say I could see I could see like the European Soccer League. Let's take these 40, 60 teams and we're our own thing, which I will see. I don't know. It's a I think we're getting there sooner than we'd like to think. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, next question. That's um, this one's already answered. You won't go to there. Cal's are it's already official. So UC system already said whatever. Also, is it USC not part of the Cal system? Is he because they're private? USC is a private school. Yeah, UCLA. So they're already gone. So here's um any sell okay blah 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 who's gonna whack football did that here's somebody who goes absolutely nothing they'll just get a sweetheart deal from the Pac-12 <laughs> question about what's going on here um let's see are you Matt are you excited about your potential Pac-12 uh, Fresno State Bulldogs Fresno State's not going um like and and, and on, to piggyback <laughs> on that for a second I don't know if you saw the retweet that I had of uh, Kenny Wiggins former Fresno State player trying to make the case that San Diego state was better than Fresno state. And I had to be like, well, <laughs> no, I, I can't really agree Sorry, with that. Pal. Just objectively. I can't agree with that. Let's Cause see. They, they got the, they have the better, they have the better stadium. Now they have the better basketball team. They probably have the better baseball team more often than not. Yeah. Um, and they have the better location as well. The more desirable media market. Excellent. Here's a good question here from Wiley 21. Do you think Aztec football will be gone before your podcast is done? Well, we got about five minutes left. We'll and... be done in about ten minutes. So, yeah, yeah, no, still no. time. <laughs> Not at the moment, no. Um, is ACC the other Pac-12 soon? It already was Bill Evans. Sorry, because essentially what it is. Um, okay, here's a fun question. An Aztec by a friend. Um, let's see. Uh, Viva La Aztecs won. Will top tier Mountain West teams be willing to accept buy games at Snapdragons for OOC games? <laughs> um. Well, I mean, they, 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 a couple of the schools in North Carolina did that last year, right? Yeah, no, I think they're, I think what they're saying is that San Diego State's in the Pac-12. That's what they're saying. Oh, right. See, it's kind of right, a backhanded right. compliment. They're <laughs> backhanded thing, sneaky. Sure, why not? Buy in, that, in that case, yeah. Yeah, how much you got, San Diego State? You going to pay Boise State $1 million? Sure, I'm, any team would accept that. Yeah, well, why wouldn't they? Wouldn't Utah State take a million bucks to go to San Diego State? Why not? I think yeah. you're, you're not. I think you're. I think you're trying to be too snarky with the if question. You're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna cut the check. Yeah, like I said, if it clears, you're all, you're gone. Um, there okay, you go. here's a good one. I love this one here. It, it's just from a good name here, Stephen R. Jones. It's time to disband all conferences. This is kind of my idea, NFL type situation, which I'm not a fan of, but I think it would be more helpful for the sport. It's time to disband all conferences and just take the top. Oh, maybe not top forty schools and create four division super league. Top two teams from each division get to go to the playoffs. Bottom three from each division get re- relegated. Done. 
Let's just do that for all of college football. Not going to happen because, you know, Vanderbilt, Matt, still needs that $80 million per year to win, like, two games. You'd better believe, though, that when EA College Football comes back, I'm absolutely doing that. <laughs> you could, to make relegation, play Vanderbilt and win. <laughs> exactly. Both? All right. I, that's, uh, I do like the idea, but it's I, – here's the thing where we could make it work, honestly, if we wanted to. There is a potential way. on it. If Like, this is probably more realistic that you could see. Like say you have the twenty team a twenty team big ten like within conferences so you have a tier A and a tier B but you're guaranteed a minimum amount of money regardless if you're in tier B so let's say the Pac ten or the whatever million conferences Big Ten gets a hundred million per school per year if you're in tier two you only get seventy five million dollars or something so you're still getting an absurd absurd amount of money but then if you move up you get that extra fifty million per year essentially mm-hmm. I think that honestly that possibly could work. That's but, not bad. See, I got some good ideas occasionally, Matt. Um, this person says Boise State and Aztecs are officially gone. Do you think that's the case, Matt? I wouldn't put my money on it. I wouldn't discount it as a possibility, but I don't think it's the most likely possibility. So I like to comment somebody put in there. Honestly, I think I don't think anybody is gone. Adding schools doesn't fix the Pac-12, which is – is there a school that could fix the Pac-12 that's realist, realistic? No. I don't think so either. It's like – Notre. Notre Dame, there's all the talk today about what they're doing, but they have like some side deal where they have to join the ACC, which they could probably buy out of. So I don't know. Um, I think that's about all the good questions we have. Um, academic fit, we discussed. Top candidates for Mountain Pack 12, we discussed that already. Um, Aztecs are up there, yes, obviously. Sorry if I'm just reading Twitter and going to questions. Um, well, here, here's a good question. What do you got? Uh, from from at BSU Blue and Orange, is this a good time for Craig Thompson to retire? You could pull a Bob Bowlesby. Yeah, why not? If if he if you know what though if he can guide the Mountain West through this intact, I think we got to give him some credit for a change. That's fair. Okay. I think we got to I think we got to praise him for for more than uh, for just his hair. Exactly. All right. Last question: Is Boise now state? <laughs> uh, never. no, still never. No. Never. Okay. My final thoughts on this been all jokes and fun we'll probably do more about this and we'll have our if you missed any of our previews as well we're doing those throughout the offseason team previews but my final opinion is that i kind of already if we've put put together the dots about our discussion i think the mountain west is best to stay put if possible and if you're a team that's looking to go to a conference preference would be if i wouldn't fault anybody for going to new league but let's say the pac-12 really wants to keep together do their own thing and they have oregon washington fine go but if not I would just stay or go to the Big 12 if that's an option. But if I think on, if it all depends on the Mountain West, if Oregon, Washington stay. If they stay, that could be a problem for the league, for the conference losing teams. But if they go somewhere else, there's no point to going to the uh, Pac 12 and see if you can go to the Big 12 if you want. But if that invite doesn't come, the league is perfect, not fine, but you're not any worse by staying in the Mountain West with basically no Pac 12 and the Big 12 adding like Utah, Arizona, those type of schools. That's what I think kind of stands. The most ultimate thing with saying odds are my prediction, the league will not look will be will basically membership will be the same right now, even though it's pretty daunting to say and kind of risky to say that nothing will change when the sport always has changed every five years. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I suspect that we will come back to this at some point this summer. What's your final thought? Are they gonna stay pat? You kind of on that path, I believe, your track into this i think that that's likely the case but i also wouldn't discount the possibility that if if some pac-12 teams are hung out to dry that the mountain west could be proactive about adding teams oh yeah like i know i know that i know that most of our conversation was about 
you know, uh, Washington State in an Oregon State. But, you know, depending on how things shake out, you know, if they find themselves in a position where they can add teams and mass, I also wouldn't discount them, you know, adding both, you know, looking at both of the Arizona schools too, just because, you know, they both bring a lot to the table to sort of raise the overall profile of the conference in, in all facets, I think both, you know, academically and athletically. Um, and, you know, if, if the, if the Northern teams are, are so like, you know, if, if that, those West coast teams come out and they, they leave for one of the other power conferences and mass, then all of a sudden you're looking at two teams out there who might find it more palatable to, you know, be in a, be in a, in a region in a conference that is more geographically friendly to them. Like, like if, if you're those teams, Arizona and Arizona state, maybe you find it more enticing to, you know, play Boise in San Diego every year, as opposed to having to travel across the country to Orlando and, and Morgantown and, and things like that. So that's something else to consider too. Like, you know, there's teams that might be stranded up in the Northwest, but there might also be teams stranded in the Southwest too. You never know. I think Arizona schools would, in Utah, Colorado, we're, we're going to, there's a good chance that big 12 is calling for them. Would Cal and Stanford, Probably. That's where I'm leaning. Here's what the but you never know. Uh, true, obviously. Who saw this coming? Eight out within within a work day, this deal is done and changed college football forever. It's kind of crazy. But I think the best case, honestly, best best case scenario, if they're adding teams, Mountain West strong, is would be Cal and Stanford haven't been playing well lately on any sport. If they could get Cal, Stanford, Washington State, Oregon State, that would be like the dream scenario, I think. Because does Cal and Stanford, I know their academics would fit perfectly fine in the Big Ten, and then they'd still get their big game, Cal, Stanford, UCLA, the USC, those four teams are pretty interlocked. I would think the Big Ten would want Oregon, Washington over those two. So let's say if that's the case. Yeah, no matter, like, I if what do you want, football or academics? It's like, what are these, they want money, and so you want a better program, but whatever, that we've discussed, it's money and money, 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 more money. But if you want teams that are actually good as well, Oregon and Washington have better pedigree overall. I know Washington's taken a bit dip with Jimmy Lake in the last year or two of Craig, or Chris Peterson, but the Mountain West can grab Cal and Stanford. Why not? You know what I mean? And Oregon State and Washington State to go to, would that put them at 16 as well? That's not. Yes, we'll see. And that would, that would, and that would fit. Every team would be taken care of out West. Oregon, Washington would go to 18 team Big Ten, 16 team Mountain West, 16 team SEC. Big 12 at 16 with those Arizona schools, Utah, Colorado. I think that that actually it's kind of clean actually if it works that way. But we'll see. That's all I got for today. Anything else you want to we'll add? Are we, are we good to go? We, just say we're, I think we're all set. All right, mwr.com. If you found this, love it. Listen and read everything. Make sure it's from reputable people and not random Twitter accounts and whatnot. And don't get uh, defeated by the fake Adnarn. Um, Schefter accounts, which some people do in NFL stuff. <laughs> it's Adam Schefter. So, yeah, check us out. We'll be back next time for a show. Just we got our previews going up for the 2022 season. And these are fun to do, Matt, but they're also stressful and they're kind of weird. And what ifs are not great in college football. But this is a great time. And we'll be back uh, next show. So, subscribe and let us know what you like and don't like. And we'll see you then.